I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back to the Lynx Golf Podcast. This is digital editor Al Lunsford with Lynx. I'm so excited. This is this is awesome. Uh, probably my the most excited I've been for one of our guests. Uh, he's also a friend. We hung out at Java Burrito in Hilton Head Island for a minute last year. But I think he's one of the he's he's doing things his way and making a super cool and positive impact on the game and growing the game of golf. Um, he's a self-described full-time journey junkie. Uh, and a golf hobo, and I don't know what else he might call himself, but his actual name is Matt Cardis, better known maybe as Golf In Your State on Instagram and other outlets. And he's joining me from the Bandon Dunes parking lot right now. <laughs> Matt, sorry, what's going sorry. on? Thanks for having me, Al. I appreciate it. I mean, that's a that's a hell of an intro. I mean, most excited you've been, I will take that as a massive compliment. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you. Yeah, and I t- I think I talked to Gary Player too. So yeah, I, I would even put you above him. So there that you is go, man. Like the most I'm honored. <laughs> <laughs> well, before I get into who you are, I was trying to figure out where on the map you would be, and it's it's kind of hard to figure it out because you're you're all over the place all the time, living out of your van quite literally. So what are you doing abandoned right now? You just happen to to get an invite. You know, currently right now, I'm on a 60-day project all over the country. I started it here in the Pacific Northwest up in Washington at Gamble Sands. And, you know, I'm working my way around the country. I found myself in Washington for about a week, Oregon for about a week. You know, the, the main premise of this project is that I'm revisiting a bunch of memorable moments and experiences from the past four years. And I'm fortunate that I've spent quite a bit of time here at Bandon. Um, I've built some really great relationships in the community, specifically some of the loopers out here. Um, so I'm actually out here doing a little bit of production, um, on one of my caddy friends, um, that I've met recently through Instagram and we've connected over the past year and, um, yeah, that's kind of how I found myself here on this trip. So you mentioned you're doing this for the past four years, um, does that line up with, with when you started the golf in your state journey? And, um, how, how did that kind of initially start? What were you doing before you, you started this, this brand and, and kind of made this who you are? So I started at golf in your state in October, 2016. Um, so it's been what, four and a half years now, Yeah, four and a half years now. Yeah. Um, You know, prior to starting this, I worked in advertising, worked for a media company. My home base is in Jacksonville, Wyoming. Uh, I worked for a small media company, uh, locally owned. We owned a couple of local newspapers, like eight magazine publications, a couple of websites. Uh, I sold advertising across their platforms. Um, you know, prior to that, I was, you know, a ski bum. Uh, that's really where my whole lifestyle comes from is my previous life life as a ski bum i used to work seasonal jobs in hotels so that i could snowboard 100 days a year and you know through my love of photography i was shooting a lot of landscape and wildlife photography i saw kind of a correlation between you know shooting animals in the wild like grizzly bears and moose and things like that that i enjoyed shooting and shooting golfers candidly on a golf course i saw kind of a, a, a you know real strong uh similarity between the two and, you know, I started golf in your state with an idea, you know, I want to be a commercial golf course photographer and it's kind of morphed into, you know, what I am with golf in your state today. You know, I'm a photographer, content creator, producer, social media influencer, you name it. I wear a lot of hats, yeah. um, you know, brand ambassador. Um, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of things that go on in my world to create what is golf in your state. But and that's part of this 60 days is, you know, the whole detour project is really, really revolves around me telling my origin story 
and what golf in your state is and what I do and how I impact communities and how I impact golf courses and how I impact individuals. Um, so it's, uh, it's a little bit of a passion project, as you can see, as, as most of my projects are, yeah. uh, you know, it's, uh, did I answer the question? I feel like I'm rambling. <laughs> I think, yeah, double time. You, you answered it plenty. Um, and you probably still didn't completely answer it. Right. Cause I mean, I would throw philanthropist in there. Um, I would throw growing the game ambassador, I think what you're doing is, is so cool and unique um, because it's so authentically you, like you're going to all these places that people know, but you, you're, they're seeing a different side of that familiar abandoned dunes, or I know you're out at like Sweetens Cove. You spent time at Pinehurst down here in Hilton Head, showing people a completely different side of what they've ever seen or expected to see at some of these places. You know, I'm really fortunate in the fact of, you know, through relationship comes access to, you know, dig a little deeper and create these really unique golf stories, right? My travels are part golf, part lifestyle, part travel. Um, but really, it's the relationships that, you know, the cultivated relationships are what creates the opportunity for me to show a different side of things. Right. You know, the pandemic's a great, great example of that. Me, me quarantining at golf courses. Um, you know, it, it was an opportunity that it doesn't present itself very often to very many people, but, you know, through me building those relationships over the years, people trust me to, you know, leave me at their property for an extended period of time and know that I'm going to, do right and you know respect the land and you know philanthropist is, is is a big compliment as well it is a it isn't a title i i put on myself very often but you know i use the word impact right uh you know i have a platform to communicate messages and anytime i can talk about environmental and social issues and you know talk about it in a way that really is something i'm passionate about is is an opportunity that i'm going to take um so whether it's environmental or social issues i mean here i am at bandon and part of the reason i'm here is because i wanted to support this water program that they've just started you know they they um basically are replacing all their plastic single-use plastic water bottles um with uh reusable uh water bottles and water stations throughout the property um and it's something that they just announced uh, for Earth Day a couple of weeks ago, and I wasn't able to make it up at that time, but I'm here now in support of that, right? Um, so it was one of the things that I had talked to them a, a few years back when kind of I was doing my pro my golf wall project. Um, you know, it, it was something we talked about at that time, and here they are instituting it fantastic like you know that's impact to me it might just be a conversation of hey matt do you have any ideas that we can do for earth day and you know i say a couple words that leads to them completely eliminating their plastic water bottles right like yeah. absolutely fantastic and i can't take all the credit for that like you know i know that every golf course is looking for opportunities to to you know become more environmentally friendly and offset you know other environmental impact that they might have um so i can't take credit for it but you know it's it's something that makes me proud and, and it's uh it's something i definitely enjoy is you know communicating ideas that people then take it a step further and actually initiate these these thoughts that i have right right um, yeah very cool um and I'll, i want to talk about the progression of your projects but um you know a lot of people will probably have seen uh your van whether they knew it was you or not it's so it's very recognizable um hashtag van life uh <laughs> what is it like living out of a van i assume that that that's your your home now you don't have like a proper house anywhere um correct I, is it is it all it's glammed up to be? No. Is there any glam <laughs> to it? <laughs> no. no. Easy answer is no. Uh, yes, I am a full-time van lifer. I live in this 365 days a year. When I started golf in your state, I sold my house. I gave up my room. I was renting a room 
one of my friend's houses, gave that up. I traded in my car. So this is my daily driver. It's my everything. I mean, it's my home. It's my mobile workspace. It's my, it's everything. Um, yeah, so definitely full-time van life. It's, uh, I mean, it's definitely portrayed as a very different thing on social media, right? You see a lot of, if you look up hashtag van life, you'll see a lot of, you know, very, I don't want to say supermodels, but, you know, very attractive women in like these very beautiful settings. And I can tell you that is completely staged. As I look around the van right now, I guess I'm a little bit different because I'm like a truly working traveler right that's where the term golf hobo really does fit me well because you know the the definition of a hobo is a a traveling worker um which i am i mean you know i'm a freelancer i go from place to place i pick up what opportunities i can and and add to my existing schedule but you know me being on project like i am i'm constantly coming and going from the van throwing things everywhere and you know i come back from a full day on production and it's just trashed right, right. like it, it it's every inch of this thing everything's got a place and you know even when everything is in its place it never looks clean because there's just stuff everywhere um yeah so i mean yeah <laughs> Since you have kind of a view, I mean, you can look and see how packed this thing is. (laughs) Like, literally everything has a place. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, when you see kind of those supermodels, I think think the, the glamour side of it is portrayed on social media a little bit, maybe too much. But I mean, with that said, I get to sleep in beautiful places. I mean, there's so much freedom to it, you know, there's a lot of things I really, really love about being on the road full time. And I mean, it's the reason why I do it is those little things, but it's also a very challenging lifestyle, right? Like, you know, living out of parking lots most of the time, you know, in a setting like this privacy, it's, it's tough right yeah see you see that i just killed the power in the van yeah it just kicked (laughs) something over a little toe tap of a switch i just killed all the power (laughs) (laughs) well i love how you've decorated the entire thing and and i saw you've got this cool jacket with a bunch of logos on it too and signatures everywhere on the van I've turned the van, the interior of the van into kind of, I like to call it the traveling golf art installation, right? It's a collection of things that people have submitted to me, given to me, um, things from my travels so that I remember them. Um, it's kind of a mix of everything. It's very eclectic. It's very me. It's a bunch of golf flags of places that I love. I mean, I, it's inspiring. You know, when I sit in this thing, it just makes me look back and, and think about all the memories over the years, right? Because mm-hmm. um, every sticker on this wall, every picture I look at, every signature on the outside, you know, for me, that's it, it reminds me of a time and a place when I was with that person or that brand or that whatever it might be in here. Um, it, it's, it's, you know, being a photographer, I, I, I do that with imagery, right? You know, you take a photo, it takes you right, it gives you that feeling and that emotion, it takes you right back to that place. I get that same thing when I look at one of these stickers on the wall that I remember that person placing, right? Yeah. Um, it, it's emotional for me because it is, it's a, it's, you know, a culmination of everything that I've done in the past two years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we didn't really talk about the beginning, the beginning, but the first two years of this, I lived in a pop-up tent on top of my car. Um, I've been in the van since January of 2019, so a little over two years. So everything you see in here is from the past two years. Wow. Yeah, Yeah. that's crazy. I was going to ask, I mean, I'm sure it's hard to, when you're in the thick of it, like sometimes sit there and and appreciate where you are because you're so on the go, seems like nonstop sometimes. And I I wondered if you kept a tally of where you've been, but in a way that that's kind of what that is, is a physical tally of every single place or a lot of the places that you've been. I could just uh, I, and, like look around for hours trying to figure out different places. 
I know it's so fantastic. Yeah. I do keep I do keep record of everyone that signed the exterior of the van. Um, so I do have record of that. You know, the artwork and stuff, it, it just kind of comes as it as it comes. It's very spontaneous. People yeah. I'll, I'll be playing with somebody and they'll show up with a piece of artwork, which is fantastic. Yeah. Or, you know, some type of momentum. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's something I, I started out keeping track of like everything. And, you know, I realized pretty early on that it was all irrelevant to me. I didn't care which how many courses I had played. I didn't care, you know, which states I've played in like all that stuff is irrelevant to me. It's, it's more, more about the journey and the people I connect with and, and things along those lines than it is, you know, stats or anything along that. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of connecting with people and, and bringing an impact, like we talked about earlier. Um, the first thing, if you go to your website, um, you'll see is the golf wall project. Um, can you talk a little bit about what that is and, and what, where you've been and what kind of impacts you've had on different golf communities? Sure. So I started the Golf Wall Project in August of 2019. Uh, I spent six months on the road with it. Essentially what I was doing was traveling around the country uh, on a dedicated mission. It was the only thing I was doing at the time. Basically traveling the country, bring groups of golfers together to give back to the communities that I visited. Um, so I picked, I ended up doing, I think 13 events. Um, you know, it was a wide variety of things. Uh, again, it, going back to the, the environmental and social impact, you know, we did beach cleanups, we fed homeless people, we did community cleanups, we helped some municipal golf courses. We did a variety of different initiatives. Um, but the overall goal was really to inspire people, right? Um, bringing people together to give back to their communities. My hope was that they would take it back to their home or workplace, you know, say that we should be doing more for our communities and so forth. Um, twofold, you know, another big side of it for me was, you know, the, the, um, just the impression of, of non-golfers, right? I, I specifically picked uh, areas and initiatives that, you wouldn't likely find golfers, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, because I wanted people to be like, what are those golfers doing in our community? That was the key. That was what I was going for. What are those golfers doing cleaning our beach? What are those golfers doing in East Oakland feeding homeless people? And, you know, because I, I think for me, the bigger picture of it was how do we make golf more relatable to the masses? And when people see golfers doing things outside of what they would think a traditional golfer is, it then opens the door of conversation of, hey, maybe golf isn't what I thought it was, right? Right. Um, so, Yeah, changing the perception of what golf and what golfers are, I, I think that's a big part of how the game is going to, to grow in, in the next immediate future and, and to the next generation because, you know, there, there's certainly a lot of people that still think it's a bunch of stuffy, rich folk that um, yeah. only they have access to, to play golf and enjoy golf. And, you know, the more that message can kind of get turned on its head and, and we talk to, talk to people like you and, and figure out, um, ways to make a difference. Um, I think the better off golf will eventually be. So I love when non-golfers see me in the van and start a conversation. They, they're not players. They have no idea about the game, but they have kind of, you know, this perception of what it is. And here I am sitting in a parking lot all <laughs> yeah. in Nebraska. And you know, that they, they look at me like, you know, almost like I'm a, uh, animal at a, a zoo exhibit, right? <laughs> like, I did not think that you were that golf was like this. And I'm like, right. yeah, well, you know, I'm the, one of the most passionate golfers you'll ever meet. Right. <laughs> so it's kind of it's it for me that it's really fun to have those conversations and talk about the game in a different way than what people would traditionally think. And yeah, it, yeah, I mean, it's really hard to gauge like what the impact is there, right? Like, is mm -hmm. that person then going to go pick up a golf club? Probably not. But who knows? Maybe, you know, maybe, maybe, 
maybe yeah. I'll invite them to come with me. And, you know, I've done that with people. I've brought so many non-golfers to their driving range for the first time that I just randomly met. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I love it. It's fun. Like it's fun to just show a different side of golf and be a different side of golf and have people embrace that. Yeah. And maybe you're just opening a door and, and they may not go play golf with you, but it may convince them that like, I could, I could do that. Like, here's a guy that is kind of like me or, or different than I thought it was going to be. And why not? Why not give it a shot? So that's really cool. You know, I think, uh, I think longer term, you know, that guy's going to go back and be like, cousin Joe, next time cousin Joe's going to play golf. Right. He's not going to look at him like, oh, there's no way I want to go play golf. It might be, Oh, maybe I should go play golf with, with cousin Joe today. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's the hope. So quarantine happens. Um, and that kind of, I don't know if you came up with the idea of uh, My Island Green, but it was sprouted from the idea of, like you said a little bit earlier, being able to spend an extended period of time um, basically making a golf course your home, essentially. So what did you do? Was Sweetens the first place that you, you camped out or... Um, the first place was Tobacco Road in North Carolina. So basically, what do you do as a, as a full-time van lifer during a worldwide pandemic? <laughs> Big question, right? <laughs> I, I banged my head against the wall for weeks trying to figure out what I was going to do sitting at my sister's house in Florida. I had to be at the Players' Championship for work. So I'm at Thursday of the Players. They cancel the PGA Tour starting Friday, uh, uh, fans. And... So what do I do? You know, do I lean on friends and family members, go stay in their parking lot? And, you know, for me, it wasn't really an option. I looked at that as a burden um, to those friends and family members. So what I decided to do was reach out to a couple golf courses that I have really tight relationships with and see if they'd be willing to just have me on property for a couple weeks. And, you know, at that point, none of us knew how long this was going to last. Right. So I was just trying to burn, you know, a month, two months. I had no idea. None of us did. So I reached out to a couple of places. The response was very overwhelming. Um, you know, it, it was, uh, again, humbling and, you know, uh, feeling the love from some people that I've built strong relationships with that they were like, yeah, we'd love to have you. Um, so I ended up spending, uh, eight days at Tobacco Road, North Carolina. From there, I went to Sweetens Cove in Tennessee for 17 days. Um, nine of that, the course was closed due to flooding. Uh, I went to Pinehurst, North Carolina for 45 days. So I went from North Carolina to Tennessee back to North Carolina, yeah. uh, 45 days. Um, from there I started, I went up to my, to my family's house in New York for a little bit. And then I started working my way back west. I was in Jackson Hole for a little bit. And then I went to, to Rams Hill in Southern California for 36 days. Uh, and then Vegas for two weeks. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yes, yeah, so video content. I mean, video content is something that's been on my radar for quite some time. And I was trying to figure out how to incorporate into the fold with what I'm doing. I mean, I'm a one-man roadshow. Everything you see with Golf in Your State is me. And I started realizing, you know, in order to execute this the way I got, I want to do it and to the level of quality that I want to do it, I'm going to have to outsource at least part of this. Um, so, you know, Kyle Walton and I, great friend, um, you know, we had met at the PGA show earlier in the year and kind of talked about my idea of what I was thinking about doing. Because this was already in the program prior to COVID hitting. But with COVID and me quarantining at these golf courses, I was like, now's the time. This is a perfect opportunity for me to dip my toe in it. It's a really unique story. I was the only one that had the opportunity to do this during quarantine, at least that I know of. 
So it was kind of like the perfect storm, right? We had already had the conversation. I had the idea. We already had the conversation and then it presented itself. So I started with uh, Sweetens Cove. That was the first place that I actually documented. When I was sitting at Tobacco Road, I was like, that's basically the location. I was like, now's the time. This is so cool. Like basically camping in the the woods at Tobacco Road for eight days. I I, I pretty much had to open rain to do whatever I wanted there. Thanks to the kind folks at at Tobacco Road. Um, So it gave me the opportunity to really like think about the content side and how I could create a, a really not only unique story, but uh, attractive story, right? Something people would actually be entertained by. And I ended up, Sweetens Co., the first one, uh, I think we did three videos out of Sweetens um, in 17 days. Uh, So yeah, it's something I'm crazy passionate about. Like I've got the bug now. Uh, What else was I going to say about (laughs) it? I mean, I've definitely, I definitely got the bug like you know as a creative my my specialty has been still imagery and now like the fire's been lit again because it gives me like a new creative outlet and not only am i like you know still doing what i was doing previously and taking on this additional work it's it's i think made my work better overall because i have to be more creative with it and it's you know, I can feel the fire lit again, which is super, super fun and exciting for me because I haven't like it as much as things have progressed in the past couple of years. It's like I'm doing the same thing over and over and over again. Right. It becomes right. pretty routine and, you know, feels like I'm going through the steps, which is great. But at the same time, like creatively, it's easy to find yourself like pigeonholed into a rut that way. Mm-hmm. where now the video has me looking at all these places like Bandon, uh, very, very, um, than I ever have previously. Cause I'm trying to tell a bigger story about, you know, my relationship here, my relationship with the place and the people in the community. Sure. Yeah. And that it's on his, uh, YouTube page. <gasps> if you want to check that out, it's really cool. I like it. Cause it's, it's, real and it's your buddy did a really good job of editing it but it's still like very raw um and gives you more of a glimpse into your kind of daily life too i mean this is i mean this says a lot about it too is you know kyle and i worked together on a couple projects and i started just steamrolling with it and i took on so much work that i had to bring on another editor so i'm working with thomas Wrighton as well um who's done great things for me really really talented guy so i have you know it's pretty cool that i'm hoping to just keep keep bringing on more people right like the hope is that that i can just keep creating and keep you know helping others and and all of it so yeah yeah a different creative opportunity came up when uh i don't know if the usga reached out to you and said hey here's our our trophy here's the u.s open trophy just travel around with it and like make something happen like what okay so you had free reign with that is like go to all of our u.s open sites and and kick it with the trophy yeah so fall of last year i was hired by the usga to be the face of the u.s open trophy tour presented by lexus and essentially what they've done in previous years with the trophy tour is um the the current champion will take the trophy on kind of a two-week media tour prior to the upcoming event just to build hype around the u.s open uh unfortunately because of covid and timing gary woodland wasn't able to do the traditional trophy tour so the usga started looking for other opportunities uh across my desk you know it, it was you know, there was some other people in the mix for the bid. So it was something I was really, really excited about to get the work. Um, but yeah, I had the U.S. Tr- Open Trophy in my possession for 24 days. Um, basically, what I was telling people during the project was that I was the official torchbearer of the U.S. Open Trophy. Um, so I was taking it from Wingfoot this year's location to Torrey Pines next year's location um, and visiting eight locations. What I didn't tell people was that I was actually creating video content for the USGA. So in partnership with Lexus, what the USGA was doing was a sweepstakes. So they were giving away around at each of the eight locations. And what I was doing was creating video content 
as promotional pieces for the sweepstakes and for the trophy tour. Um, so I came up with a really unique idea, you know, a little bit of course history, a little bit of course sizzle, and then taking the trophy into the community and getting it in the hands of passionate golfers. Um, I mean, typically when you see the U S open trophy, to uh, open trophy, it's in an acrylic box. Uh, can't touch it. Can't do anything with it. White gloves. Yeah. White the whole gloves, deal. The whole nine. Um, you know, my thought for it was I want to really engage some people that love this game and will truly appreciate having this thing in their hands. And it was absolutely fantastic to see the reactions of people as they, you know, not only got to embrace the trophy and really experience uh, what it's like to have that you know, it's a special feeling having that thing in your hands. And there's just so much history to it. And, and, you know, it was really exciting for me to learn even more about that, share the knowledge that I was gaining, um, bring it into the communities and uh, surprise people with it. Uh, you know, the, the project was very, very inspiring. So now's perfect time to go check that stuff out. You look back at the the U.S. Open uh, and their all of their handles, and, yeah, and catch up with the Open on the USGA YouTube. Uh, yeah. Search U.S. Open Trophy Tour on YouTube. Which brings us to now, uh, uh, the newest project that you're working on is self-titled the Detour Project, and I know it's a little bit different because you're at Band today, right? But that's not really what detour is about, is it? It's it's more so, hey, you know these places. I'm not going to play those places. Yeah. I'm going nearby and checking out the places that no one else knows or no one else really talks about, or just the locals maybe know. Yep. So yeah, I mean, there's a this this project's pretty intensive. I mean, like I said at the beginning, the the main goal is to tell the origin story, right? And I'm doing that in a really really unique manner that I can't quite say yet. Um, but you know, there's a lot that touches on this. So I'm revisiting a bunch of memorable moments and experiences. You know, places that I've been, campsites I've been to in the past, uh, resort that I've fallen in love with pretty much everybody that's on this patch coat here like I'm coming to see all of them because uh, they're all my favorite places that I've built relationships with um, it has a lot to do with people on the road but then there's also those times where you know it, I've learned that everything in my life has come from a detour um, so it's it's properly named because you know everything that I've accomplished in golf in the past four and a half years has been due to the fact that an opportunity has presented itself and I've made the effort to go do it. Exactly what a detour is, right? You know, it, it's all about what's next. Like, you know, it's part origin story. It could also be written as a final chapter, um, but. There's a lot of spontaneity in what I do, right? Mm -hmm. um, it, and I intentionally keep it that way because when opportunities present themselves, I don't want to have to say no, right? Uh, I have to be there tomorrow, so I can't do this. And sometimes my schedule is like that, but a lot of times, you know, I have a day or two and I'm just sitting in an area. And so my hope is that kind of as I travel state to state, people are like, you should go play this place. You should go play that place. And when the, the timing allows, I'm going to go do it. I mean, I originally thought that I would have been in Northern California about five days ago. <laughs> and I ended up spending a lot more longer in Washington because people suggested some places. I went and saw places I stated, like, you know, I found a couple golf courses that I didn't think even it wasn't even part of it. But they came up and I went there and I met the people and I had a great time and they invited me to stay. So, you know, that's what it's all about is like, how, how do I build the relationship with, that I have with Band and Dunes? How did, how did I build that relationship? Well, that's what Detour is all about. I'm going to show people how this whole, whole thing happens. It's all about, you know, like I said, opportunities presenting themselves and, and you know, wanting to experience those opportunities. When can uh, people expect to see the first uh, iteration of the Detour project? Very good question. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you don't even know that yet. In no, terms of I, uh, like, uh, I, have, 
I had a, a pretty solid idea, but as I've been going, I'm kind of rethinking how it's going to roll out. You know, on social, people are seeing what I'm doing, but I'm keeping it very, it, it's a snapshot, right? Where the video content is going to be a lot more uh, of a deep dive, but it's, it takes time to do it. And I can't, I don't want to do it state by state. I want to do it in a longer stretch. And originally the plan was, okay, I'm going to get through three states in a week that I can make that first week, basically do it as like a weekly. Now I'm realizing that it's almost like, I realized the similarities real quick between a golfer in the state of Washington and a golfer in the state of Oregon. So, you know, as I, I'm still feeling things out. Everything is a feel, right? Mm -hmm. But as I'm seeing it right now, the Pacific Northwest golfer and the golfing community here is like its own thing. So I'm thinking that as of right now, this may change. <laughs> but as of right now, like I'm going to base it on kind of regions and how I see again, going back to the modern day culture, culture of golf in America, like how I see certain places fitting together in those categories. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'll, so, I'll keep an eye out for it. Long story short, I think, you know, probably another two weeks on the first episode of it. Yeah. But I won't hold you to it because I know that can change. Yeah, it, it could change. It, you know, I might get I might get a few more weeks in and be like, you know, it's too good. You know, because there's there's a couple different ideas floating around, and I have a couple different production pieces that I'm doing with this content. So it's trying to figure out how I can create the best narrative around what I'm doing, and that's a it's a constant thing i'm thinking about at this point because the narrative's constantly changing as much as i want it to be consistent you know it, it, it's a perfect detour yeah <laughs> so, yeah you know i think ultimately the the story the narrative could be a lot more cohesive if i waited until the end of the 60 days and put together you know everything after the fact but i feel like it's almost it's almost like my journal, right? It's almost like, it, it, what am I doing from day to day as I travel from place to place is how I look at it. Yeah. Um, so that's what we're rolling with and we'll see how it all plays out. Cool. Yeah. I, I miss, it just must be so freeing to, you know, be on your own schedule and not really have to answer to anybody, kind of make your own, that i you don't even have deadlines you're just like it's when it's ready it'll it'll be ready um until then i'm just gonna keep trying to figure out how i can make it the best I mean, thing at, I can. at least on this one right like i do have you know there are partners involved in this uh, but you know they all understand how i operate especially on a passion project like this right like the end result will come it's just a matter of of when it will come and for me like i always i don't want to force anything right again this is candid it's it's real you know this isn't a scripted production this is how do i create a really cool narrative around what i do and i mean you said it earlier like you know my 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 schedule is take this project out my schedule is based on obligation, right? Mm -hmm. As this thing has grown, I am here, there, everywhere. And I set aside this time to be like, okay, I've done this for four and a half years now. It's grown. It's become what I, you know, the business I wanted it to be. But how do I get back to where I was on that very first trip? where I could explore for really compelling campsites. I could enjoy those campsites. I could, you know, decide to stay in Bandon for two days longer than I originally planned. Um, Cause that spontaneity is like, that's what makes travel fun to me. Right. I'm not, a, I've never been like a reg, regimented traveler. If you found me in my previous professional career going on vacation, I am never the guy that would print an itinerary. 
Like, that's not me. I'm not pre-booking activities. I'm not doing any of it. Mm-hmm. And I worked in the hotel business. I worked for a destination management company where that was my job. That's all I did was <laughs> you know, plan people's vacations to Jacksonville. And as myself as a traveler, going back to, you know, all the way back, when I travel, I just like to go with it. You know, see what see what happens is the best way to be. I mean, I would travel to Costa Rica for a month with no hotel reservations. Like, that's the way, in my opinion, to do it, right? Because yeah. then as you come across something that's cool, you get to experience it. Where, you know, if I went online and booked my hotel reservations for a week here, a week there, like, yes, I would get to stay at this fantastic place, probably get a good price on it. But... It, it wouldn't make room for that cool bed breakfast that I came across on, you know, the jungle highway or, you know, it's, it gives you a lot more opportunity to, to create a very memorable experience by, by being spontaneous with things. Yeah. And I know that it's an, another untraditional thought, right? I think most travelers are the opposite. They want things planned out so that they don't have to worry about when they get there, but that worry about it to me is like how you find the really rewarding stuff. If you're not willing to take that risk that, you know, I'm going to have to stay in a crappy hotel tonight because I couldn't find a good deal. Like if you're not willing to take that risk, you're not willing to find that gem. Yeah. I was going to say you're doing what so many people probably wish they could to just don't have the uh, ability to pull the trigger on until that. They right. All right, out of it. <laughs> until, until they actually make it their entire way of life. <laughs> it's very, it's very, you know, it's one of those things that, I think everybody wants to do it until they actually like start experiencing it. Oh, I got one. Oh, perfect. Got one. For anyone listening. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> What's the I word? I saw you yesterday, dude. So good. What's happening? Not much. I'm actually recording a podcast. <laughs> Say hi to Links Magazine. What's up? Hi, Links Magazine. Hey, what's yeah. going on today? Not much. Getting ready to go out on another loop. Oh, hell yeah. See this guy out in the Another area. One of my van and looper friends here. Yeah, Sweet. baby. Right there. There he Crushing is. Crushing it. He's Sweet. actually on the van. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. Better. <laughs> I can get you something. Anytime you need, I'll make the messages. Man, I appreciate you. I'll text you back, send me an address. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Awesome. Appreciate you. Sweet. It cut out for a second. I didn't hear what he said. He's like, I'm the one that I'm the one that always asks you if I can send you some soap. <laughs> <laughs> he makes handmade soaps. Wow. That. So cool. That's awesome. That's I mean, it right there. That's that's the life. Me, like sitting in the <laughs> parking lot, you know, it's it's chances are very good that the looper, you know, my lifestyle, I've talked about this openly before. My lifestyle is very, very similar to that of a caddy, right? Like I work seasonal jobs in hotels so that I could snowboard a hundred days a year. Now I do this business so that I can travel 365 days a year and meet people like him and, you know, be at places like this. And, um, you know, it's those, it's those relations. That's what it's all about. It is what it is all about. But my life is very similar to a, to a caddy, right? Those guys are working obviously to make money, but they're working this job because they love the game of golf and, you know, culture wise, you know, uh, you know, the term ski bum is used frequently. I mean, I would, I'm, I'm the golf hobo. I mean, golf ball yeah. right here <laughs> and they all know it like all these guys know it like all my looper friends out here they they are just like so enamored with this and it's a thing of mutual respect too right they respect what i'm doing and what i create and i respect what they're doing because you know if the, I, i've said this a lot too if golf in your state flops you're gonna find me looping out here abandoned that's what's gonna happen as soon as i'm ready to sh- close shop on this thing I'm coming out here and I'm going to be getting, I'm going to be carrying bags. That's hundred percent the truth. <laughs> it's another thing that's like people say they'll do one day and like, you know, only the, the very few can, can pick up, pack their bags and go as far West as you can possibly go basically and, and live that life. These guys are crazy busy right now. Like Bandon is booming. It's been one of those things, you know, Great for the game of golf. COVID's been great for the game of golf. And these guys are working hard. 
Yeah. Uh, all of my caddy friends, I've reached out to a lot of people I know in this town, and everyone's like, I'm on 36 today. There's no way. I'm on 36. There's no way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's well, doing well out here. That's- what's, what's like the best example of um, something spontaneous that didn't have to do with golf that because of what you do and because of golf, like an activity or an experience you you got to do that was just something you never dreamed of doing and that's that may be a tough question. i mean it happens all the time uh, it's it's a pretty easy question because <laughs> yeah. it happens every day i mean okay so let's let's use this morning as an example I am sleeping in the van, not here on property. I'm down in town, my spot that I always sleep at when I come to Bandon. It's waterfront. It's just a roadside pullout. So I'm sleeping there. I wake up in the morning, made my coffee, getting my stuff all together. I'm sitting in the front seat, just on my phone, doing whatever. And this gentleman rides by on a bike. He turns around, comes back to the window, starts a conversation. He's from California. He just bought a place here in Oregon. And, you know, we talked for five minutes as he's sitting on his bike and I'm in my passenger in, in the in the driver's seat. And he, within a 10 minute conversation, he told me where, where the keys are to his house. He t- told me to go to his house and take a shower. He's leaving. He's he's finishing his bike ride. He's taking a shower. He's getting in his car and he's going he's flying back to California. He tells me where the keys are to his house says go make go take a shower make yourself comfortable hang out you can stay put the van in the in the he owns a lake an acre of land right in the center of town he's like you can just park there do whatever you want to do i'm like wow like wow i've literally met this guy 10 minutes ago and he was so kind that he opened up his home he's leaving and he told me where his flipping keys are like that's to me, that's unheard. That's that's a really unique experience. And it's something mm-hmm. that I'm going to remember. So, you know, I may have only had the opportunity to have a 10 minute conversation with them today. And I'm not going to take him up on his offer now. But you best believe that I'll remember that for the next time I come back to Bandit. I'll be reaching out to that gentleman. You know, I'll probably be staying with him and like staying in, in, parking the van in his lot. You know, who knows what's going to happen the next time we meet each other. Right. But I can guarantee that we're going to hang out. He, he, he's a diehard golfer. Like he lives in Southern California. He bought a place over. He's so excited about it, but he hasn't had, he actually has not had the chance to play Bandon yet. He's come up here a bunch. Hasn't had the chance to play it. And I was like, wow. when's your flight? Yeah. <laughs> that was my the first thing I said. Oh, when's your flight? Like we'll go out there right now. If you've never had the experience and you bought a house here because you love golf that much, like, that is flipping cool. Like that just says how much he loves the game that he bought a place here sight unseen based on like what he had heard of this place. Mm-hmm. Um, so who knows what the future holds, but you know, I could see us. Who, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll probably go fishing together. He, who knows? He told me to take his e-bike. I mean, he's like, go for the e-bike around town. You'd love it. I'm like, <laughs> I'll wait till next time when you're back and then we'll do it together. (laughs) That's awesome. But it happens to me all the time, all the time. Well, that's amazing. I'm trying to think of adventurous. There's, I don't know. You you do a lot of adventurous stuff as it is. I mean, again, that's the detour. Like somebody will hit me up on Instagram and be like, Hey, I live there. You should go do this. And then I'll go do it. Right. Or, Hey, I live here. We should go do this. And then I'll meet up with some random person that takes me on some incredible adventure. Yeah. It's pretty much the daily program for golf in your state. Yeah. Is it, is it a lot of that? I mean, is it a lot of people that just, you don't know, but they, they found you on Instagram and, and they're like, you got to do this. You got to do this. Like here, here's my buddy. Here's a connect. Um, like how cool is that the power of social media in that way? I mean, it happens to me all the time. I mean, it's one of, in my opinion, it's, it's the true power of social is, you know, the, the connecting opportunity, right? There's thousands upon thousands of us that are talking on social media, but have never met each other in person. Right. And one, if you're communicating with somebody for months, years, 
who knows? And then you finally have the opportunity to connect with somebody in person and, you know, have that experience that they've been thinking about forever. Right. Like people look at me and they're like, Oh, he does really cool stuff. Right. He, he here he is, you know, going fishing today and playing golf at this amazing place and blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, they, they, with repetition, you see a pattern, right? So Mm -hmm. here I am having these experiences over and over and over again. Here you have this guy that I've been talking to on social media for two years, but I've never had the chance to connect. And they're thinking about, you know, that experience that I could have with them. Right. And then when the day comes that you actually have that experience, it creates like this very memorable experience for both myself and them Um, because we've both been building it up. Right. Like, you know, talking about what what I've done recently with videos, like the Outer Banks is a great example of that. Jacob Galladay and I have been talking for years on Instagram and we didn't meet each other until what I think about year and a half ago or so and he kept telling me like you're you're gonna love the outer banks like just based on him knowing that i love the outdoors i love jackson like he he knew that i was gonna love that place Mm -hmm. and he kept saying it over and over and over again you gotta come visit like you're gonna love it blah 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 sure enough the day comes and we have this amazing experience documented uh and it's it, it created something I will never forget, right? Video or not, like that is, it, it's the experience that I'm looking for. It's exactly what I'm looking for in my travels. Cause again, it's golf, but it's not all golf. It, it's, it's more community and place and, and, and relationship. That's amazing. That's what it's all about. I've, uh, I've taken enough of your time while you're at Bandon Dunes, just making you sit inside and talk to me for an hour. But, yeah, um, I've enjoyed it immensely. And where um, where can people locate you and your content and, and follow you around? Instagram's my primary uh, at Golf in Your State. YouTube, Golf in Your State. Pretty much Golf in Your State. Everything you can cool. Google more Cardist. You can yeah, all those all those you know internet things. And throw a dart at the map and try to figure out where he's at <laughs> any given day. But otherwise, look for the van. I appreciate you taking the time again and appreciate all you're doing for golf and the perception of golf and, and everything, man. It's so cool. Thanks for joining us and look forward to catching up with you at some point again soon. I appreciate you having me out. It's always a pleasure to see you. We'll do something cool in the future. I have Perfect. a feeling we're, we're going to do something really cool. I don't, I don't know what it is quite yet, but links magazine and I are going to do something cool. We'll come back to Hilton head and we'll, we'll figure it out. I like it. I like it. You know, I like that spot. Yes, sir.